0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show, brought to you, as always, by Eagle Eye View. We are, of course, the number one Crystal Palace Women's Podcast out there. Uh, As always, it's myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. Phil, big question, are you there?
1: I am indeed, Michael. How are you today?
0: I'm not too bad, thank you, yourself.
1: (laughs) I'm really good, yeah, good. I've just been, uh, my last day, well, I'm working still, but I've got two days left this week working from home, so my last day in... In London was today, so no more commuting um, until 2024. That makes me feel good.
0: <laughs> no, I'm a bit the reverse. I've, I've been at home today, working from home today, and I'm in the office the next two days. Oh dear. Um, but I do have a couple of shifts between, uh, like, between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. So. Oh right. Okay. Um, no, no rest of the wicked, as it were. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, but no. Good. Thanks. Um, yeah, I've just been keeping an eye on this, the. Uh, women's champions league tonight isn't it so i've been keeping an eye on that um chelsea just gone one nil up so uh it's quite tight. Yeah, they, they
0: drew nil nil at home yeah in the home game against them they,
1: they did they did yeah so um but yeah H- uh, hacken hit the bar and then chelsea scored through you know who sam kerr so um yeah quite interesting uh games tonight actually um so yeah yeah but um yeah otherwise yeah good good actually and um yeah, our sort of season's ended for a few weeks, isn't it, with the women? So, <clears throat> um, so yeah, we've got this sort of few weeks now. Where like, what am I going to do? You know.
0: <laughs> I know. Thank God we've got the FA Cup. Yeah, you bring our season back to start on the the tenth instead of having to wait till the women twenty first, wherever it is. Yeah. Um, that would that would suck. Wouldn't it? <laughs> so uh, yeah, God bless the cup. Bring that forward a little bit earlier. I think I've got all those dates wrong there. But 14. we're, we're going to have because yeah. we? we're going to have we'll have Blackburn in, at home in the cup, um, and then we've got London City away twice in four days in the the league in the, 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 the winner takes all County Cup group game, yeah, and then in, the, in the league. So uh, and then we've got Charlton in the month as well, um, and Blackburn at home in the league. So uh, no, it's some um, yeah, it's a bit of a, that weird time now where it's the the, the winter break. Uh, which just seems a bit weird, really. I mean, the players are in training today, so really, oh,
1: uh, I would not
0: realised. Well, uh, there's there's pictures being posted of them arriving. I mean, whether they were training or just oh yes, I saw building for a meeting or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I, saw, I don't know. Uh, I just I just think it's a bit weird when you know especially like we actually play a ton of games to begin with. Why we really need a winter break? To be honest with you, but that's just me. Um, maybe it's because. There's so many games on in the men's side of it over the Christmas period. Maybe it was yeah. felt that it would really harm uh, the women's attendances. Possibly, yeah. Um, it's a good point. Because they do have lots of games. This game. men. You start having the game every few days, don't you? Now, um, so yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, but it is what it is. But as you say, uh, we are in our our uh, our break. Um, so tonight's show will be a review of Sunday's last game of 2023, where we were away <laughs> to Reading, and then we'll do a little bit of a, a mid-season report. Which I originally thought, you know, I sit down and come up with a uh, a few kind of topic lines to discuss, and then didn't do any of that. So I uh, <laughs> <laughs> completely wing it. Um, I did do, one thing. I did do was look up the table for a specific stat. That's kind of going to be my focus, really, but um, we'll get to that a bit later on. So, yeah, we'll do a little bit of a mid-season report, um, which on the whole, I'm sure going to be very positive, uh, you know, but we, if we're honest, there's also a few little bits and pieces, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. So, first of all, I was just say, it was the final uh, weekend of action for 2023 for the Championship uh, and the WSL as well. Um, since the surprise results in the WSL, but we don't care about that because not in it. So, <laughs> we want to be next year and then we'll care. Uh, but as always, I will run down the results from the league um, and then I'll give you a review of the table. And obviously, this is the table that will now be uh, until mid January. So, as always, I'll do it in the, the now much uh, requested format of the old polls panel. Uh, so, are you ready, Phil, for the results? Go for it! Go for it! Right, okay. The Barclays Women's Championship: Blackburn Rovers versus Lewis postponed. A home win. Durham one, Southampton nil. Reading one, Crystal Palace one, Sheffield United two, Charlton Athletic two, Sunderland nil, Birmingham City. Free and Watchford free, London City Lionesses free. So, some surprise results there. Um, a lot of draws. Durham and Birmingham, the only teams to win. Uh, some big, uh, well, I'll run it. Let me run down the table and then we'll have a little, little discussion about the results. So, the table, Phil, you'll be at, you'll be at the globe. Uh, top of the table with 23 points from 12 games is Birmingham. Uh, massive turnaround for them uh, after obviously their slow start to the season, and me going, oh, no! teams ever won the league after you know I've said about four weeks in a row. Uh, so they get, like they might prove me wrong. Um, second, Charlton also on twenty three points from twelve games, but they their goal difference is plus seven, and Birmingham is plus thirteen. Uh, Sunderland have dropped down to third. We've only their second loss of the season. Um, they're on twenty two points from twelve games. Then you got ourselves. We're still in fourth, twenty-one points from eleven games. Um, so you know, if we won our game in hand, we'd be top. Um, then the Hampton have dropped down to fifth, twenty-one points from twelve games. They're behind us because their goal difference is plus six, and ours is uh, a measly plus twenty. <laughs> um, then Durham, they've they've had a bit of a surge. They're in sixth. Uh, they're winning the uh, the second table. Um, they're on 17 points from 12 games. Then Blackburn are on 15 points from 10 games. No, they've got two games in hand. Sheffield United are 8th, 14 points from 11 games. Then Kent are ninth, 12 points from 12 games. Reading are 10th, 11 points from 11 games. Then you've got Lewis, who didn't play. Their game was postponed because... They were paid their FA Cup tie against Ipswich um, because that had been postponed the week before. And they lost 3 0 away to Ipswich as well. Um, they were in 11, 7 points from 11 games. And then Watford Rock Bottom with 6 points from 12 games. So that's the table. Those are the scores. Um, interestingly, Sheffield United were 2 0 up against Charlton. And Charlton came back uh, and they equalised in like the 97th minute or something stupid like that. Uh wasn't a penalty this time, but um they came back from two down. And Watford were three 0 up at home to London City, three 0 which would have been huge points for them. That'd have got them up that put them up into eleventh, but really close to the That They'd have only been two points behind Reading and that. And they've ended up drawing three all. Um So uh, that and that that equaliser came in the ninety first minute. Uh of a devastating result for them really as well and for for Lewis, um, they didn't play, but they're they, you know they they're still in the bottom two. There's that gap there, but losing away to Ipswich in the cup, three 0 as well. Um, that's that's gonna have been a, a blow for them going into this break because obviously we know, you know they they can't qualify from our county cup group now. And now they're out there for cup to a, a lowly team, and um, it's not looking great for them either. But some surprise results there, Phil, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I mean. Um... I was watching. I was watching the end of the because the Charlton game at um, Sheffield United was, was on the FA Player. So as we were travelling back from Reading, I was watching the last five minutes, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just. I don't know. What, I don't know if it was deflected, but it was a shot from the edge of the box in the 90 something minute, 96th minute or something. And it was ridiculous because it just seemed to sort of the keeper was wrong foot. I must have taken a deflection because the keeper was really wrong footed, but it didn't even go in the corner or anything. It was just I just couldn't believe it. It, it was just one of those, it could have probably gone anywhere. Just sort of skimmed off the side of a player and just went went and wrong footed the keeper. I mean, they are so lucky. They get so many late goals, Charlton. It's unbelievable. Um, it is absolutely incredible. But um Uh, at least they didn't win so they dropped two points they haven't gained anything on us obviously the big winners were Birmingham I mean I was surprised with the with the with the margin of victory because Sunderland don't generally concede that many goals and um, yeah three nil away at Sunderland's a pretty decent result isn't it so and then I watched the goals of the Watford London City game uh, Watched the highlights of that and the goals and it was just watford had a chance to go 4-0 up really early on uh, just before the, they scored their first goal before half time and it would have been 4-0 and it was an open goal and the player sliced it wide and um and, uh, and and then the rest was just like it was just crazy because the goalkeeper just basically gave them two goals i mean i felt so sorry for the watford keeper because it, it was just a it just, she just had a mare you know it's just Gifted them two goals and uh, and it was free also. Watford needed to win that to get to get closer and uh, I, I can't. I, I think I mean we said quite early on that, that there was a, there was a gap forming at the bottom with Watford and Lewis and I think that after, after being three nil I mean that's gonna. I mean not only is it the, the fact they've dropped two points, but that's just gonna. You know, really affect their confidence and morale and everything. I think throwing away a three-goal lead against a team that was directly above them in the league. So, I think, um, well, uh, in the in the safety places anyway, because I think Lewis were probably above the, them. The
0: but... only plus for them was they didn't lose it in the end. You know, well, yeah, know. that would have been even worse.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's some real, um, you know, Durham beating Southampton again, late late goals, so many late goals, and. Um, yeah, so Durham beating Southampton again, you know, was you'd fancy. I mean, Southampton, are just they don't draw, do they? They just and win or lose. I mean, well, that's it's incredible, really.
0: That's
1: yeah, five,
0: they've,
1: they've only five. just slipped to fifth. It's mad, <laughs> really. Incredible. How can you lose f- almost half their games? They've lost, you know. Um, so yeah, that was uh, a little bit of a surprise. But Durham at home on their day are hard to beat. They're very physical, as we know. You know, dirty Durham and they never make it easy for you up there. So um, I wasn't that surprised. I knew it was going to be a tough game for Southampton. Um, I was hoping that um, Durham would win that and I was hoping all the other games would be draws or, or um, Sheffield United winning and we and us winning, of course, so that we go top. Because all we needed to do was win with those results and we would have been top of the league. Yeah, but, yeah we, we, we just can't seem to... You know, it's twice now we've had that opportunity to go top and we've just not done it, so you know it, we'll talk about we'll talk about that but I think um the, and the the biggest shock of course I think was Ipswich beating Lewis 3-0 in the cup I mean Lewis now not getting this 5 million or whatever they were due to get they've that's been that's been with you know they're not going through with that takeover and they could have really done with some extra money I think given that they're not going to get that money um from the FA Cup and because you know you get what well, 50 grand or something for the 35 grand or something for the next round. I mean uh, for if, them to have learn...
0: won that it'd been 35 grand and in the next round if you win that that's 54,000.
1: Yeah so I mean that's huge money for Lewis and then for them to just lose it 3-0 as well it wasn't even close really was it so that's really going to affect them they they're going they're going to they're gonna really struggle and especially then we've got London
0: especially when there's talk of they were going to, you know, with, with the takeover that they were going to spend in January to yeah. to improve the squad, to get themselves out of it. And now they can't do that. And you've got the players who, you know, one of them came out publicly and said, please vote for it. We want it. Yeah. And now they've not got it. I mean, it makes you wonder where their mindset's at.
1: Exactly. And, and obviously on the back of that, we've now got London City Lionesses being taken over. Um, where they are going to get some investment and some money behind them because um there's no doubt you know uh uh with that takeover that there's going to you know it's, it's part they're going to be part of a sort of consortium of five or six clubs including um OL uh well, Washington Spirit rather and um Olympic Lyon so they're going to be and it'd just be interesting to see how I know they're going to have their own identities and their own sort of but there's no doubt I think there's going to be some movement between some of those some of those teams I'd imagine so you can almost see London City Lionesses getting a couple of players on loan from Leon maybe I mean who knows so it's um all change and it's uh London City getting a big boost and Lewis aren't and it's Yeah, that's going to make a big difference, I think. I can't see Watford or Lewis getting enough points now to stay up with what's going on. And I think London City will probably invest in the January window anyway now that they've got this new owner. So they'll probably move away from the bottom. Um, Having been... Well, we talk about Reading shortly, but Reading are still down there, but there's no way they're going down. They've got too much about them. So it really does look even more likely now with everything that's happened in the last few weeks with the takeover... Being dropped and the new one for London City taking place, um, I think it's even more likely than it was before. And it was pretty likely before that Lewis and, and Watford are going to be the two that are just not going to be able to get out of that. I think they are the the two that are going to probably end up going down. Uh, I know it's, it's only halfway through the season, so it's early to say that. But I just cannot see any way out for them now. Unfortunately, no, really
0: think, for them. I think they, I think they, they, they look bang in trouble. And troubling. I mean, when you. Okay. You know, frindle up and you, any you draw against the team that you're chasing—it's it's psychological. And as I say, Lewis, with what's happened recently with them, there's a lot of psychological damage. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and then, and the other at the other end, the it's for You know, the, when you look at the league table now, it, it's fallen to type for money. Really, the two biggest spenders are first and second. Yeah. You know, Birmingham. At the end of the day, have gone and signed a ton of players. They were they were signing players after the blooming deadline had finished. You know they're suddenly bringing in Brazilians and Koreans and do <laughs> you know what I mean? And and like Charlton, when they did a loan. you know it's the two biggest spenders are are now first and second in the league. So, um,
1: yeah, and it's and it's quite ironic because they're both obviously Birmingham are a championship. You know the men's talking about the men here. Birmingham is of, you know the men's team a championship, and obviously Charlton League One. And how on earth are they outspending us? You know, we get 150 million quid more than them every year. You know, so how 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 on earth is that is that happening? Um, so yeah, I mean that's obviously a real, a, a real issue, I think. You know, because you know we should be in a position. Um, I mean, there's only there's only us and Sheffield United in the you know who are linked to a Premier League team in that in that division. So.
0: But when you think about it, though, the the, the main club has only just got involved, from from our perspective. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. The, the reality the reality is is Birmingham and Charlton have a much bigger pedigree in the women's game than we do. Birmingham, yeah. you know, with WSL until last season.
1: Um,
0: yeah. you know, and Charlton they they used to be very quite successful in the women's game, so. I think they will automatically attract players that we don't, because they've yeah. got that pedigree there, and they they've they've been invested longer than what we're starting to do. But hopefully, you will we'll see us. You know, I think the reality. Yeah, we'll come come to the point of it later on. But you know, I think with the club now getting involved and what we're trying to do this season and everything, I think that might set the foundations for us to start being that lure going forward. Um, but we are, we really, we are playing catch-up to those teams. You look at the players that they've been signing over the years, even like Charlton and that, and then you look at a lot of the players we've signed over the years and it doesn't really compare, you, you know, know, so. No, fair enough. Yeah, I think, um,
1: yeah, I think it's, um, I think we are, we are playing catch-up a bit still, aren't we? But, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, and, and I think, yeah, it's the second year isn't it but the, but the, a lot a lot of money was i think was spent maybe overspent last year, so we're sort of in that position where yeah like you say we just sort of i think we need this season really to sort of sort ourselves out and then maybe next season we'll well
0: be i sort... think it wasn't the, the 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 expenditure last year, which didn't quite go right that wasn't done by the main club, was it that was done elsewhere so this this season is the first season where the main club has got full full control over everything. So um I think it's from it's it's kind of balancing the books, putting things right and then as I say, we we are technically ahead of where the expectations were we would be this season. So I think yeah. next year we'll see us being able to try and kick on
1: yeah I think so
0: too and um yeah so it's just a shame really because this is a great
1: opportunity this season with it being so open so many team teams have dropped points that what you know there's a great opportunity to get promotion and win the championship and um next season Especially Newcastle coming in well this is the problem Newcastle they look like they're going to go up there they're, they're about five or six points at, at top of the division below in the north section um and They've not lost yet. I think they've only dropped two points when they drew, I think, with Burnley, but they've won every other game. So the chances are Newcastle will go up. And then with the changes that are going to happen this summer with the new company taking over the Super League and the Championship, where the split of money is going to be 75% to 25 Newcastle will just go for it because they'll know that the the, the money's going to be in the, in, in the Super League. So... um the only thing that might help us is if they do expand the Super League this summer. But I don't. I think they would have announced it if that was going to happen.
0: It's more likely, more They, they announce that it's going to be expanded next summer, and you yeah, get more, more teams go up. More likely to be the following summer, I think,
1: rather than the end of this season. Um, but who knows? Because it's a new company taking over from the summer, so they can basically change what they want, I suppose. But um, if they really want to make it a sixteen-team divisions, top two divisions each, then and increase each by four teams, then we'll probably finish fifth. <laughs> we, we'll miss it yeah. out.
0: No. <laughs> no, I think. Charlton will be fourth.
1: I know, you can just see it happening, can't you? But um, that'd be just typical of our luck. But I think, um, I personally think that generally you don't make changes at the time. It's always in advance. So I think the changes will probably be not this summer coming, but the one after. But they'll probably be announced this summer um, so that everyone's got a they'll year be, they'll to They'll be
0: too busy having to take every, take over everything and get everything settled this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. unless
1: unless the TV deal that they 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 negotiate includes a need for more games in the top division, um, if the TV deal is like you know going to be much much more um, uh, more money for the league if there's sixteen teams rather than twelve because there's more games to be televised, that unfortunately, as we know, football is driven by money. And so the TV companies will probably have a little bit of a say on what happens, actually, because if they insist on more matches to be broadcast, you know, there's a lot lot of blank weekends in women's football, as we know. We've only um, um, 22 matches in each division for each club. So I'd imagine that if they they want more coverage on Sky Sports or whoever wins that deal for TV rights, I'd imagine that if they say give you an extra 50 million if you if you know if you if you if you give us more games and more teams then of course they're not going to turn that down are they so yeah. um so it could be it could be that the tv companies have a have a big say on what happens really but i'll be i'll be very surprised if it's not um, the same set-up next season and then changes the following summer. I think that's more likely, but who knows? I mean, it's a new company, so we just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the fact that Steve Parrish is involved, I mean, I'd be hoping that he'd be looking out to see what he could get
0: Palace to get, you know, what what can he get for for us out of it, you know? He'd um, think so, but it'd be the most Palace way that we've got him on the board and we'd somehow screw ourselves over. <laughs> so we somehow, somehow wouldn't gain from it you know what I mean just be, every, uh, everyone, just the other nine clubs if I do they will gain from it and we don't they'd be, they'd be the <laughs> yeah
1: you can just see it can't you yeah so um, yeah. yeah it'd be very interesting to see what happens now that it's all been signed off and all the clubs have agreed to uh to, to the new company taking over and, and, and the and the split of money and everything. So uh yeah, it's it's gonna be quite fascinating really what happens. But i will be very surprised if uh I mean they've already said they've already said two you know there's relegation place this season, promotion place, two relegation plays. I can't imagine they're gonna change that. Um when everyone started the season knowing that there's one promotion place, two relegation in the championship. I can't imagine that they'll they'll change it without Everyone knowing in advance of that season starting what's going to be so next season it might be four teams going up, for example. Um, yeah. but they've all announced that at the beginning. Every I mean, it's very difficult to change the rules of a tournament of a competition halfway through, you know. Yeah, but I suppose pain. we yeah.
0: we ended the season and then we, or they rejigged the championship, didn't they? And uh, everyone applied for it and yeah, summer and then we got moved up with three weeks to go, so you just never know, yeah, do you?
1: Yeah, yeah. actually, well, you're right. Decisions can be made at the last minute, can't they? Because that, that proves it. It happened to us last time. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? Maybe, Yeah, maybe they'll just say in the summer, you know, we're, we're changing it all. And, yeah, Um be interesting to see. But we've just got to stay up there. There's nothing to stop us still winning this league. I mean, the home game against Birmingham is going to be absolutely massive now because they're on this run. Um, but as you say, with our game in hand, if we were to beat Sheffield United in that game in hand, that puts us top. So... Um, it's all to play for and uh, the Birmingham do look you know they're just on that run now aren't they? they they started that run last season later on and they started it earlier this season so you just hope they don't continue they might have a no, little bad feel like hopefully
0: Maybe balance hopefully anyway. nice. oh, yeah but, be nice if they do yeah <laughs> we'll be playing London City at the best time because they do invest in January it will mostly be po- after we've played our two games against them so that 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 yeah. could be quite handy. Um, big game against Charlton as well. But look, let's yeah. let's move on to let's let's discuss Sunday. Yes, um, and the game at Reading. So just to run through the lineup that we had for the, the final game of the year. So Demi Lamborn was in goal. Uh, the back four, the the usual back four of Kirsten Ryan on the right, Fliss on the left, Amy and Haley in the centre. Then the midfield saw Chloe Arthur in the holding role. With Sinead Hopcroft and Lexi Potter uh, also in there. And then you had Hughesy up top with Moles on the left and Ari Dennis on the right. Uh, we took the lead through Hughesy and then Reading leveled it up in the first half. So Phil, I'll um I'll hand over to yourself. You were, you were there. So uh, I, I watched it on uh, the Palace Player, Palace TV uh yes. but you were there live so as, as always i'll hand over to yourself first uh to give uh your view from the stands well
1: we started really well i mean we really did start well and we sort of dominated really we, we were patient we passed the ball well we looked like a really well-drilled team um and um we had chances and then we scored it was just a beautiful goal um uh up our end where we were so we had a really good view of it and it was um a beautiful well we've seen it all season from Fliss haven't we a great ball in from Fliss uh husey and incredibly i didn't realize at the time but having watched it back she was completely unmarked how can you leave your how can you leave the top goal score in the league unmarked from a from a from a free kick but anyway she was um, completely unmarked and it was, she guided the ball into the top corner it was a great header um so we looked like but you know, we just thought, yeah, this is perfect. You know, we're playing well, scored early, um, and then we just we got hit on the break with this. It was a really weird one, really, because I mean, i I love I love seeing us play really good football and intricate passing and stuff like that. But there are times. When we just need to, we've got the top goal scorer in the league in the middle of the box waiting for the ball. And I'm just thinking, if you've got a yard, just get that ball in that box because Hughes is there. Um, and then we've, even if it goes, even if he's over hit, we've got Araya on the other side or, you know, um, Molly on the other side. So we've got players always in the box. So I, I've all, I, 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 and, and there was an intricate little bit of passing that Fliss tried to knock it through for, I can't remember, someone to run onto. It might be Molly. And it went straight. It went. It went straight through to Emily Ormond. We've got like eight players, literally eight players in or on the edge of their box as we we're attacking there, and we've got to get the ball in the box. I think. I mean, you know, that's where you get your goals when you got when you got Husey in there. You get the ball in there, um, and you, we had lots of bodies in there, and we tried to play this intricate little pass, which just went straight to the goalkeeper. She boots it up the pitch, and we're literally two on two. Um, The ball bounces and, you know, the first thing that you do as a defender, you've got to just get, you've got to get that ball. I mean, it's come a long way from the goalkeeper. You know, it's travelled a long way and we've got to stop that ball bouncing because as soon as that ball bounces, you're in trouble. You know, it's it's a battle then to try and, you know, especially when you're two on two. So the first thing was that we, uh, you know, one of the two centre-halves or Chloe Arthur, who was the closest um, from the midfield, had to get that ball and win it, or at least... make an attempt of some kind because it it literally we just gave them the ball they turned on the halfway line played it through to the left winger who runs through and then uh, Demi comes out and she just knocks it past her straight into the empty net and I'm just thinking and from that point onwards actually the game changed because they got so much confidence from that and we just we went a bit flatter and the difference was incredible it was just like someone turning off a tap and you know, it was just so different. It was incredible. I still can't get my head around how... I know goals change games, but we were playing so well and you'd expect us to just continue and get back on top again, but we didn't. It wasn't until the last 20 minutes of the game that I think we, we, we started to get back on top. I thought we finished the game very strongly, Um but there was a big spell in the middle where we just lost it a little bit. Um Start of the second half, I thought, Reading was a better team, Um but it's just, it's the fight, it's a small details, you know. Um, and I just think, gosh, you've got the top goal scorer in there, you've got a yard of space, just whip that ball in there. Um, rather than you know trying to pass it through to someone who's literally, you know, in the six yard box, there's no need for that. Um, so that was a frustrating thing that we gave the ball away so easily after committing so many players, hit on the break, didn't cut the ball out when it came, let it bounce, lost possession. They got a breakaway and scored. I mean, Kirsten was trying to get back, but the, she was about 20 yards behind because she'd obviously pushed up because we were on the attack. And um, it, it was just so frustrating because, you know, we didn't need to. We won the up. We didn't need to gamble like that. It's not like the last minute when you're one down and you throw everyone forward. So to leave ourselves exposed like that, was just, I just couldn't work out why we would put ourselves in that position, really. I mean, I know that we have our backs playing high and that obviously means that the two central defenders can be exposed but that's what your that's what your defensive midfield is there for to just cover that really so you've got at least another another person there um when the full backs are pushing up um but we just got caught we didn't you know i, I, I think it was because we, we didn't we didn't get win that first ball the goal kick was just we didn't get near it and we had three three against two and we um with if you if you include um chloe Arthur coming back and these, none of them none of the three Got there and even attempted to get there. We just let them get that ball, and you've got you know you've got to win that really. So I think that was poor, and then the game changed on that, and we weren't the same. They were much stronger after that. The confidence that gave them was incredible. They looked a different team because they were there for the taking in the first twenty minutes. So really frustrating. I mean, we did hit the bar. it was like a looping I think it was a header or a shot a header, I think, and it just sort of hit the sort of hit the bar and came out that was the closest we really got. We had two long shots in the second half. Um, one was from Kirsten that was quite a long way up, Was Yeah, quite a long way over. Another one from Hayley Nolan had a really good effort actually, which was a bit closer. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, it's frustrating really. Um, and Demi had to make one really good save down to her right as well. Um, so I think, Overall, we should have won that game. But overall, I, I think a draw is fair, really, because I think I don't think we did enough. I think we just threw it away, and frustrating, you know, because um, we we looked so good when at the beginning of the game, and that goal just changed it all. So that's how. I mean, obviously, you've seen it, in you you. It's different when you watch. You, you do. You, it is different when you're watching it on TV, well, or on phone, rather than actually when you're there. You probably get a closer view of some of the things than me. So I'd be interested to hear what you think, Mike. But I just think I'm really disappointed that we just we threw it away. I think I think Reading were there for the taking when we were on top, and it was just a stupid mistake and and uh, poor defending. So
0: yeah, frustrating. I think is the word I'd use for that yeah. game. Yeah, it was. You know, we 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 started so well, as you said, we, we we were all over them the first like ten minutes. They they barely even got out of their half. We were just all over them and and trying to work that angle and you know we just and then they had a couple of chances a couple of moves down our end but we we were a dominant team um, and as you say you know great goal balling from Flith he just runs to the the near post as you say completely unmarked heads it in one nil and and I'm thinking here we go you know we're we we're going we, to really kick on from here and. And we, we we were a dominant team. Um, You know, they had the cup, they were having moments, but the goal came out of nothing. Um, And the thing is, I, 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 the, the ball bounced. I don't think it helps that they're, the the ball bounced and their player even misjudged it, um, which I think kind of threw everyone off. But for some reason, we had like three players go to it. And, they're, they're first, and they had two, and the first one misses the header completely, and it falls to the second player, who then manages to lay it off through to open space and um we kind of sold ourselves a bit short really and you know I'm not, I'm not really sure I I found I thought Demi was a bit too eager off her line twice in that game. I thought for the goal I mean I get it, obviously you want to close down the angle, make it big, but she came she's came so far out that she was pretty much outside the box when when the, the player then has the shot and I think the problem for me with that is, is one, you giving yourself no option because you know she, she, there's nothing behind her. I don't know, it, it, you just she just hits it. As I said, that sounds really stupid now. But the, if Demi's going to make the save, she's outside the box. You can't use her hands. So I kind of think that sometimes you just got to take the gamble of hold it, just hold it for another second or two. Um, give your defenders a chance to see if someone can get back, or at the very least, I think sometimes you, the player can have too much time to think, and then you then you come out when you're inside the box where you you got full use of everything to try and you know try and make the make yourself bigger because the angle it gets a bit hard. The more the, the further into the box you get, the, angle, the harder the angle gets. But I think Demi sold herself so quickly and so far out. That it just compounded with the the defensive error because she did in the second half. She did one where she came out, gosh, well out of the box, uh, and ended up losing the ball. And we we managed to uh, scramble it clear in the end. Um, it's just just no need for it, it's just silly things, um, and it, it it just you know a game where I'm thinking we're going to go on and, and kick on and really beat them, but suddenly one all, and I thought we we responded well to it we pushed it, as you say, Shusie, um, she's kind of chipped it up over us, if I remember rightly and it's gone on to the bar, it's a great, great little effort, um, but we go in half-time at 1-0, and then the second half, I, I, I don't think either team was doing loads to begin with, but we just had that spell, we made the change, we took off Chloe and um, bought on Annabelle, and we moved Lexi to the, the, to the holding role, which, in all fairness, I've been thinking the last week or so, because Like, obviously, with Annabelle coming back to fitness, she's going to play. But Lexi doesn't deserve to be dropped. It's like, how do you fit that midfield in? Because there's no way we'd drop Sinead. And for me, it would be to look at Lexi playing in the holding role. Um, So when we switched it, I thought, this is the midfield that I think we need to start looking at doing. But ironically, and it might just be sheer coincidence, but we switched it. And then for about 15, about 10 minutes or so, maybe fifty, Reading... Became the, the stronger team and we weren't really getting the ball. Um, but we ended the stronger, as you say. So we, we, we then pushed on again and um, we ended the stronger team for probably the last 15, 20 minutes, maybe, um, including, including injury time. But <laughs> the problem is we didn't really test Emily Allman. I don't really remember making a save. We had some great chances put them all over the bar. Um, and then we had about three times. We played the ball to Lucy Watson in the box, so she runs. She she gets down to the byline. There isn't the option to to put it across, so she so she turns back, but no one's supporting her. So you know she hasn't got the, the option to turn back and just lay it off to the edge of the box, and then we someone's getting a shot off or doing something else. The next player to her was miles away, so she was then having to come back, and then that's just letting the Red defenders get back into position and. Um, it was it was just frustrating because I thought you know when you look at recent games when you look at the Southampton performance the Charlton performance first half against London City a fair a fair percentage of the game against Lewis at home Watford in the cup you know the, the performances have haven't been there we we have struggled performance wise um, and I thought we were completely different. On Sunday, and overall, it's probably our our best performing ninety minutes since Blackburn um, in the league. I would say. Uh, I mean, you may feel differently about that, but that, I, I would say it is our our best for ninety minutes performance wise. But yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, I've i am just frustrated, so I've, I'm looking at it differently. Really, I mean, obviously, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel
0: I'm frustrated, that... I, mean, I haven't finished but like I was just saying, like it, yeah. I, I think in terms of just, if you look at performance as a whole when you look at how we've played in those other games I've mentioned this was a much better performance and we'd absolutely yeah. dominated, I think the difference is, I think, if we get a second we go 1-0 up and we get a second uh, or even if we get to half time at nil, 0 that's about one nil, I think we go on and we win that game quite comfortably Um but as you say, you know, Reading gained the confidence that Reading got came in level in a game which they were absolutely outplayed in for pretty much 45 minutes. Um, and it just gave them the confidence, and then they, they, they did a really good job second so off. Um, but it was frustrating. It's frustrating because we had the chance to go to, as I said, you know, we, we, we could have gone top when we played Southampton, you know, after because we knew the chart result by the time we kicked off, so we could have gone top and then we lose in a poor performance, and we spend a month sitting fourth, and we should have sat top of the table. And now, we had the opportunity, when we knew the Hunter had lost, and the way that the other squads were going, you know, we had the opportunity to be top over Christmas, and instead we are sitting fourth for another four weeks. And that's where it's frustrating. And it was driving me mad, because the commentator, I think I thought it was great that it was on Palace TV, like the FA Cup was, I, I hope they, they now do it for every game. I don't know whether it's possible, but I think they should do it for every game. I don't see why they can't because I don't unless it's on the player. If the game's not on the player, I don't see there being any conflict of anything because everyone else shows their games. A lot of other teams like Sunderland and that they 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 show their games on Twitter and stuff. So uh, that's yeah, um YouTube and that. So um, I hope they continue to do that. I think it's great. It's great and it's really handy for me. We've yeah. yeah. got the commentators driving me around the bend. For, for, uh, for I haven't One, heard the commentary. Well it's just, it's one he kept saying Crystal Palace women, which you don't need to say when you're commentating on the women's game. You just say Crystal Palace. You know, because you don't you don't commentate on the under nineteens and keep calling them you know, oh, you know, great shot there for the Crystal Palace under nineteens. It's just for palace, isn't it? It's just you're talking about it's a palace game, you don't need to say the the other bit. But if you set the end and he was like, Oh you know, he kept saying Talking about the other, we with kept updating the other score lines isn't that oh you know, Charlton losing this it actually could be a, a decent point well gained. And I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> it's the complete opposite. It's a it's a it's a three points missed. Opportunity. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm sitting there thinking, what are you want about? That that is such the the toe the line blimmin' media spiel of how can I make this one all draw that we should have won about four if, one if we actually, you know, create the chances we should have done. How can I make this seem like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's a good point game because everyone else is dropping points. No, no, it's not. <laughs> because they've dropped points. It's an opportunity to take advantage of that, and we haven't done it again. So that that was driving me mad. I'm sitting there going, would you shut up? <laughs> um, whilst at the same time trying to monitor the bids on the stupid, uh, the 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 match-worn shirts from the week before, Um but yeah, so it was it, yeah, it was frustrating. It was very frustrating. As I say, I'm, in, in in general, I thought it was a much better performance than we've done recently. But you know, we we've we've dropped points in that game. That is a game where we haven't gained a point. We have dropped two points in that game. That you know, we, we yeah. should have been cut off that pitch with a win, top of the table, lovely jubbly, enjoy your Christmas. Uh, and instead, we're fourth, and now Birmingham are top, but it's really handed them the advantage um think, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a bit of a split split view for me,
1: yeah, and I think that's probably skewed my view of how we played really because I thought there were large spells where we didn't play well, where we're ready with a better team. I think there were spells where we played really well the first twenty minutes we were exceptional. Um, we played, we knocked it around and you know when we were in trouble we weren't we weren't afraid to just turn around go back and start again from all the way back to Demi and start start again, um, but it was just um, really disappointing after the goal. I don't think we reacted. I think obviously they it really made a difference to them that gave them confidence because they were they they just couldn't handle us. I mean we were just too good for them. Um, but I think that goal, when they scored that goal, they, they thought, hang on a minute, maybe they're not as good as we think, you know, and I just think it gave them a huge lift. And and so um, I think you're right, though. I think when you consider the performances, because we haven't been playing that well, really, we've got some good results. But, for you know, there's been spe- half of games where we've been really poor, like, you know, the first half against Lewis, we were poor. And then... Um, uh, you know, there's other other games where we've been, you're probably right and since Blackburn, that is probably the best we've played overall, but I'm just, I don't know, I'm just frustrated and I think I'm, my view of it all is skewed by the fact that we really should have won it and we didn't and you know, and uh, it's just an opportunity lost yet again, you know, like last time. So when we had a chance to go top last time, it's just happened again now. Uh, I think it was think when we played bad. Southampton,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think the damning stat. For me, from the game, is like we we had we had fifty three percent possession, which at half time I imagine we'd been higher. Yeah, um, we had ten shots, we only had three on target, and that is the thing that was we didn't, other than the goal, we we just didn't really test Emily Orman. We didn't put her under pressure, you know, no. and and that's the thing. For all our dominance, for all the good play we did, we we just didn't really look like scoring much. We, we, we just, you know, we weren't like, it wasn't like she was having to pull off a string of great saves and um, kind of, you know, keeping them in a minute type thing. We, we just, it, it, there, there was no end product. It's like, sort of the, the, the way I've described, one of my mates is a Chelsea fan, the way I've described Chelsea men to him this season, when I see him is that they remind me of uh, the big bear wolf when he gets to the brick house. And it's all puff and nothing happens, you know. And that's kind of how that was in the end. For all that play, all the great play that we did at times, all the dominance we had, large spells and, you know. And overall, the fact is overall, we were the better. over 90 minutes, we were the better team. Um, But we had three shots on target and one of those was the goal. And yeah. that, is, that is the thing was we didn't, whereas in a lot of games this season, we have, well, we said, you know, we we've been like so prolific. We, you know, the nine one, we had nine shots on target, scored nine goals. You know, the six one we had six shots on target, scored six goals. But in this we we just we just weren't really um creating you know, we weren't hitting the target. Um that's kind of so that was, you know, I'd say it, it was just it was just a frustrating way to end. Uh, it doesn't help as I say, when you know that you could go top and be top for a month. Um, and it's the second time in the second game in a row that we had that opportunity um, you know because what you don't want to do is where you know Birmingham's got the momentum Charlton just keep finding goals out of somewhere you know getting these points and stuff what you don't want to do is you know rue these these, these missed opportunities because now that Birmingham are up there you know they're they keep this run going, they'll start pulling away, you know. We will be sitting going, God, we should have been. We, we should, you, you could argue, you know, we should, we should be top by one goal difference. We could have been, I mean, what I say, I'm about to say, you know, we were 3 to up against the front at one point, despite not playing that well. we would be three points clear at the top of the table, yeah. You know, instead, we're still fourth. It's but it's really tight up there, and anything happened in the second half of the season. I mean, I'd imagine Charlton and Birmingham will spend again in, in January, and Birmingham will, will go to the second half of the season with sixty to sixty-four players. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, they, they they must surely have to move some people. I don't know how they can have so you know their their squad size, but um, you know anything can happen. Birmingham have had this great run, but look how terribly they started. You, you just never know, do you? Um, yeah, it's
1: true. They could have a bad run again. I mean. They just, they just look so strong on paper. But, you know, as, as we know, that doesn't always mean that, you know, everything clicks on the pitch. So who knows what's going to happen? They might have a couple of key injuries as well because, um, you know, I, 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 I mean, it's, it's odd because they get goals from all over the pitch. I mean, Liliac scored their first, didn't she, from midfield. And I just, um, I, the one thing with Birmingham, I don't think they've got a really top goal scorer in the middle. I mean, obviously we've got Jade. I've always mentioned Jade Pennant on the right-hand side. But you know, I don't, I don't think they've got a really out-and-out goal score in the middle of like, centre forward like we have. So, um, if they were to get a key injury to someone like Jade or Liliag or someone like that, I think that could affect them, actually, because I think, you know, um, they're not. it's not like they're relying on a centre forward scoring. So, they will need those players in the midfield to keep contributing goals. At the moment, they just look really strong, but Things change in football. Anything can happen. You know, a couple of defeats, confidence drops, and then any you know, couple so of you injuries. Just don't know. Couple of injuries. Anything can happen. So before, the game, the game we, we play against them is going to be huge, Mike. That game against Birmingham, we've got to get as many people there as possible. That's going to be absolutely massive. That game. I mean, if when we play them, you know, it's not that it's, it's in. I think it is in January actually, or maybe early Feb. But no, when we, no,
0: play, it's, it's not there. It, it's. Is it later? I think it's not March. Oh, is it? Definitely not.
1: It's
0: definitely not January. I'll
1: tell you. Okay, so um, I mean, we'll know more about where we all are at that point, won't we? But if it's still close, then we can have
0: March. Third of March.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Two days after my wife's fiftieth birthday, so whether or not I'll be there for that, I do not know. But um... <laughs>
0: everyone's going to be there. Everyone's going to be there. I'm not going to be there. I'll be, be my wife's
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might not have any say in it. I might not have any say in it. But I
0: well, thought um... you didn't go. We won six-one. So that's true.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe maybe I shouldn't yeah, go much, to that. Well, that five-nil. So we'll have yeah.
1: Oh yeah, against Yeah. 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 So um, okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll miss it on purpose just to make sure we win. But that's going to be huge. I mean, we've just got to keep picking up the points and just, you know, and doing what we're doing, really. But I do think that there's... I'm really surprised that we let a goal like that in because we've got really... We look really good at the back this season. So it's really unusual for us to concede a goal like we did against Reading. But, there's you know, hopefully we'll learn from that. That's, that's what we've got to do. Every time there's something happens like that, we've got to learn from it, make sure it doesn't happen again. And we get stronger and stronger then. And and just improve the way we play. So that's that's what we've got to be doing, really. Um, I, I, again, and I, I know that we talk talk about in game management substitutions quite often. I personally don't think we used our bench as well as we could have done. Again, um, I think we only made two substitutions in the game. Yeah, we did. Um, we didn't bring on. Uh, we could have done with, with the fresh legs of Izzy. Um, I think we could have done with Shauna sort of pushing up. You know, I, I, I personally think we could we could, have, we could, have... One point isn't enough in this league now against teams. Uh, if you're away to Birmingham or away to Charlton, a point's decent, you know. But if you're away to Reading who are fourth from bottom or whatever, third then you've bottom. got third from bottom. We've got to go there and win. And and I... And, and And the gamble that you have of losing one point or gaining two is worth the gamble. You know, you're doubling your chance of points, basically, than what you're going to lose. So um but I, the last 15 minutes i would have gone for a back 3 and just pushed really pushed the full i mean i would have probably put wing backs the, the the wingers as wing backs and played a back 3 and then just um and just really gone for it and put more players on and get, just get the ball in and around that box where we've got more players up there uh, that's what i would have done for the last 15 minutes and put them under intense pressure but i'm not the manager i'm all the coaching staff but sure.
0: Well, that's well, that, what that, I have That done. formation ain't budging.
1: <laughs> it's four three
0: three all the way.
1: It is, yeah. And I just think that that game is crying out for us just going for it a bit more because I don't think we, you know, I think we, I think we could have won that easily if we'd. Um... If we'd gone for it more and pushed players up and played three at the back, two wing backs, which would have, which, which, you know, which would have been the two wingers that we had, which was Molly, because uh, Molly sw- sw- switched wings, I think, actually.
0: Yeah,
1: she took over from her on the right. So Molly and uh, Lucy could have been wing backs. Because um, I well, you could have even taken Molly off actually for fresh legs for that role because it's hard to ca- get up and down. So Sibs. we could have had Sibs on the right and we could have had um, Lucy on the left as wing backs because they've got fresh legs. So the last twenty minutes, said, they've got they've got the legs to get up and down that pitch because they, you know, they're fresh coming on. And then I would have just gone for it more. And I, and um,
0: um, um, oh, I don't know, has, has Lucy once ever played wing back? I I, I,
1: Where, I say wing mind. back on. I say wing back on the basis that they're wingers going to be playing three central defenders. They wouldn't need to defend really because I think we have to go for it. So I'm saying I'm saying wing backs, but I'm basically saying players play them as wingers, but they need to get back if we
0: if we lose the ball, basically. But the thing is, you've got you've got to remember is Lucy's still getting her way back to fitness after a long time out, including yeah. a, fre- a, fre- a, a hamstring injury since trying to come back to fitness. I don't know personally. I'm not really sure the wing back role would have been the right right thing i think you could have actually done more more damage than good um but yeah I, well, we we could have, actually not we, match could have bought, fit, we could have brought but... on Sibs on the right um yeah. well, Sibs has I mean, some, come some back of from a similar
1: injury hasn't she Sibs Some has come siblings. back from a similar injury, so they're both in the same position, but they shouldn't be coming on anything. And they're not going to be match fit, of course, because they yeah, have been Sib, playing
0: four Sibs, games. Sibs has started games, though, has not she? Sibs she started, she started, she started, she started and played the majority of the Watford game in the Cup.
1: Yeah, um, but I mean, she's not one, she, since she's one come back, She
0: hasn't got injured again, which is which Lucy has. was my point, is the fact of. Um, yeah, if you're going to so, bring I, someone I on. i to switch to anyway, personally. But,
1: but if you're going I, to bring someone on, Mike, you've got to, they've got to be fit enough to play. Otherwise, they shouldn't even be coming on in the first place. You know. So that, if if they can't do the job, then you don't bring them on. So if, if Lucy can't I'm get up, down that bit.
0: But that's probably Well, that then it, does, then then it doesn't.
1: You... But Shauna could have come on, and you you know you've got you've got players that can that can come and make a difference. I mean, Sibs, has, as you say, she's played a full game. She didn't even come off the bench on on Sunday. It's mm. ridiculous, know, really. I, I,
0: I, I agree, as I say, we could have there's other things we could have done. As I said we could have brought on Sibs freshen it up on the right, and that I'm I'm just saying like um not personally I wouldn't have gone like the 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 wings wing backs route. But I think that but some of it as well was just our what we were doing on the pitch with what we had, because as I say, we there's this little bits and pieces where we just drifted everyone I dunno, I just felt that second half, everyone seemed further apart. At like, the first half when we dominated Everyone, you know, it was like I said at the start of the season, the quick pass and quick movement. You know, everyone was near each other. So we, if we lost the ball, we, we picked it, we, re, we regained it really quickly because, and we moved it because, you know, that we were really close together in a positive way. And I thought the second half we weren't. And as I say, it's that, it's that management of what we're doing on the pitch where, you know, if you're going to put Lucy in, feed her the ball down at the box, they've either got to get the bodies into the box for her to give her an option to cross to. Or someone's going to go and support her on the edge of the box, so that if she then has to turn around, she just lays the ball back, and you've got someone like Annabelle there who's going to have a shot or play a different pass. But we were just there was there was just massive gaps, and we 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 weren't keeping that pressure on enough. Um, I think sometimes it, it, it's it's there, you know, that you, how how we, you know we can look at doing things a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of those, you know, we, we didn't lose, which is a plus. Um, you know, as I say, on the whole, it was a better performance, uh, in the league than has been recently. But the frustrations obviously is that, you know, it's a game we you know, we, we should, the position we're in and the way what we've been doing this season, is the game we should be looking to win against a team third from bottom. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you know definitely. and we, and we we've and we've other results going our way and and we didn't do that um so it's that yeah it's it's, it's frustrating um but I, but i suppose the thing is for me right and we're kind of we might as well drifting because the mid season report i'm not i'm not gonna i did kind of play originally for saying breaking it down until what was your favorite this what was your favorite that we'll do that at the end of the season i kind of just think the mid season report is effectively where we see the first half has gone and see ourselves out at the moment and in me explaining that, I've now forgotten the point I was going to make, which is brilliant. Um, <laughs>
1: do you, do you um, know where we are compared to other seasons? I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, this well, point... I can tell you season... now that
0: compared to virtually every season bar one, we're higher. Okay. <laughs> because other than okay. the season we finished fourth, we've definitely yeah. have not been this high up in the table at this point of the season. And we definitely okay. haven't had a plus goal difference. Um, no, no. So, we are... You know, we were already on for one of our best points totals as it stands. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those where it's awkward, isn't it? Because I know that the the kind of ex- this this season was seen as uh, for, from a conference perspective as reset ourselves, start to build. Obviously, it was bringing the new manager in, the new coaching staff, changed you know everything behind the scenes, the way we do things. We've moved stadium. Um, you know, start to do what we can with a team. But obviously, there's a lot of temporary to our team because there's several loans. But it, it was kind of get ourselves set up this season, sort out some of the issues that were lingering from last season, uh, get us up for this season to go for it next season. And I, As I say, so I think, you know, there is that bit of we are ahead of where we expected to be. I don't think the expectation would be that we'd be fourth and, you know, right in the mix for the title hunt. Um, and I know that would be like the if we spoke, to, if we had the conversation with people at the club, that's, that would be the, the comments that we said to us is, you know, we're actually, you know, we, we see it as we're we're ahead of where we plan to be at this point. However, the fact is, is we are there. So we are now, we're going to the second half of the season, We've still got uh, eleven games to play because we've got the game in hand. We still got eleven games to play. Um, it's in our hands. We are we may be fourth, we're only two points off the top of the table with a game in hand and a better and a better goal difference than anybody else. So we kind of need to shift for if that mindset is around, I know we, I don't think they talk about it or anything like that, but you know that mindset needs to shift a little bit at the moment away from well, we're ahead of where we were supposed to be, we were thinking expecting to be, because we are now in it. And now we need to be going right. Well, we're here. How, what do we do now? Let, let's let's kick ourselves on and and and, and go for it. Um, and I suppose the key thing for us, we we said before on the pod, um, if we could be involved and within touching distance of it by the winter break. The season kind of resets itself for the second half, and it gives us a chance to, with players back more, having more, hopefully more fitness. We don't know whether we'll do anything um, with anyone in. I think we need to, but you know, hope you know, if we're involved in it, then in the second half of the season, we can just give it a great old go. Um, and that's what, and we are in that. So whilst there's been some frustrations and and, and stuff, I think you know. We are in a great position at the moment.
1: Well, absolutely. It's been a brilliant, brilliant first half of the season. It's been so entertaining. Loads of great, not just the number of goals, but the quality of them has been incredible. So it's been better than I ever imagined. It's, you know, And when you add that to that, um, the performances, the fact that we've settled so well at Sutton, I think there's so much positivity around the first half of the season. Um, I'm just, yeah, I, 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 and I think... You're right about expectations. I think the, the, you know, we 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 now are in that elite group in that division. You know, we are one of the better teams, if not the, you know, I think we we are us and Birmingham are the two. I think we're better than Charlton. I think we're better than. I think Charlton have just been lucky with late goals and penalties, and they're not. I just think they've been fortunate a lot of times. But apart from the outplayed us. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Apart from that, but um, that was just a one-off, and um, I I just think that um. Now that we're up there, and I think it is us and Birmingham are the top two teams in that division from what I've seen this season. Um, I do think that, um, when you the expectations rise, don't they? You know, because of course, you, we we expect we I would have taken a beginning of the season, I would have thought a team coming down from the Super League away from home, a, a one-all draw at Reading would be a great result. But on Sunday, you know, I'm thinking we should have won that, you know. We we need to be winning these games because our expectations have changed. <laughs> that that's as simple as that, you know. Oh, yeah, and it's because they so almost by their success, they've actually put more pressure on themselves to do even better and even better and even better. And it's, you know, and it's and it be, and it becomes frustrating to, you know, when we don't win at Reading, whereas normally that'd be a great point, you know. <laughs> so um I do think um it's been brilliant. I mean, I can't um it's been the best season I've ever seen from the women so far. Um, the number of goals we've scored and the quality, as I say. So we could have our own goal of the season competition, really. Um, there's been some outstanding performances as well. Sinead has been exceptional. Um, what a signing. Um, you know, having Haley at the back, is that centre-back we've needed? Um, Hughes has just been you know 22 years of age plays like an old pro really because she's got all the technique and the skills and she just knows what to do second nature her first touch everything's brilliant and um my only worry now is that if we don't get hughes on a long contract she'll probably she's going to be in demand you know in the summer without a doubt so she's, she's super league level now i think so i think um I think there's a few things I'm worried about because of that. And I'm thinking, oh, God, we've got so close and we've built so much now. I don't really want it all tumbling down and, you know, crumbling in front of our eyes because we're going to lose some of our. So I don't know what the situation is about getting players on contracts. I don't know what the budget is. I don't know anything about what in any of the background stuff. But my (laughs) advice, if I have to give any to anyone, you know, get get a couple of those get. Get Amy Husey and uh, Sinead and Annabelle on long contracts. <laughs> Those four are the ones because you know um, we we could if you look at what London City have done over the last five years, four or five years, they built this team that was actually fin- going up, up and up. Finished second last year, um, and then I actually they might finish third actually in the end because I think Birmingham finished second. Yeah,
0: they finished third. They finished third, up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, it's incredible. But when you think of what they've done and how they've built that team and then it just disappeared overnight, literally 15 players left. Um, fortunately, we got two of them. And uh, But they lost so many players, London City. Um, after all that work building up, it just goes like that because the short contracts don't mean anything, do they, in women's football? Anyone can just leave in the summer. You could literally not have the same team the next year. Everyone could just go. So... Um, um, that's my worry, is that we're going to have players that we might not be able to keep hold of, which will be a real shame, given that we've made such strides to get where we are now. So... um that's just me being selfish. I don't. I love watching these players. I don't want them to be playing for someone else. I want them to be playing for us. But so that's just me being selfish in a way. But I really hope we can tie some of them on longer contracts um, to keep them at the club a bit longer, and um, especially with the changes. And it's likely, you know, probably not this 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 next twelve months, but in the near future there's almost certainly going to be more teams in the WSL. So um, that will give that will give us an opportunity to really allow those players to flourish in that top division with us rather than moving to another team. So I'm hoping that we've got the foresight and um, and the finance, which is what we're going to need as well, to commit to these players on long contracts, which is unusual in women's football, I know, apart from the very top teams in the WSL. Most contracts are one year, aren't they? Sometimes two. So um, that's my sort of caveat about how great it's been. I'm just now worried because I think I've I've seen... The Quality, and I just think other people will have seen that as well. And then you've got the young players now, you know, we're very fortunate really to have these young players. I mean, we've got our own Shauna, of course, who's been scored a fantastic goal and um, been unlucky with injury really since then. Um, but lexi has been ex- exceptional last few games. Um, and Araya on her day is unplayable in that division, and they're, they're so young, they're only going to get stronger and better. So, um whether or not they're going to be that top, top level to play for Chelsea and to play for Arsenal, um, that gives us an opportunity. Because if we look after these young players and they feel comfortable and they like playing for us, when we get in the WSL, if they're not making the team Arsenal or Chelsea, because let's face it, they just go and buy the top top internationals, So it's really hard for players to get in there. We need to be their next place to play. They want to, you know, oh, I'm not going to get in this team. I want to play football. I want to go back to Palace. That's the sort of thing. We, and so we need, you know, we need to, I've always said that when Palace, the the experience of playing for Palace women shouldn't just be about the time you're there and results. It should be about the experience and how you're looked after and how, you know, how, how are you in making sure the players enjoy it? I think they do. I really do think that. I think Laura's got them all doing that. So I think what that could mean is that in the future, some of those players might want to come back when they're e- even better and more experienced, stronger because they're so seventeen and they're not even fully grown, really. So you've got all that, ex- all the- all that to come, and how good they're going to be. And if they're just not going to be able to make it to be with Arsenal or Chelsea, we need to make sure that they've enjoyed themselves and the-, the experience with us so much that I want to go back to Palace rather. I don't want to go to Villa. I don't want to go to Tottenham. I want to go to Palace, and that's what that's how we can use this time now with those young players to ensure that we we are best placed to get them in the future if they're available so i think it's all about it's not just about this season but it's about building you know the foundation and the the uh, culture at the club to make it, people feel that they really want to be there and and maybe some of those young players might want to come back one i think that's really important and uh, because um it's so difficult um to get, for, for, for a club like Palace to get those good, I mean, we're so fortunate we've got, I, I think they've all been brilliant for us, um, I mean, Lexi's come in and just take taken that midfield role superbly, and is running games, basically, you know, she's running the game in midfield a lot of the time for for long spells, and um, uh, Ariya on her day, you know, she's just electric, and she's got, you know, she'll get, she'll get stronger as well, and, I think it's going to be, I think they're really exciting times for them. But I really hope it might be with us because I think that if they've enjoyed it, I think that they'll be happy to come back one day if they're not making it quite at the very top with those teams. Because let's face it, Arsenal and Chelsea will just go and buy an international rather than see one of the young players come through most of the time. So we might might have an opportunity to bring those players back. So I think the experience we give them now and how they enjoy it will help us be in a position to do that in the future which will help us I think as well um so that yeah i think there's a lot of really good things that have come out of this first half of the season I'm really encouraged and um i can't wait now for this. <laughs> i just hope it all just carries on going as well as it has because it's been incredible isn't it yeah, i mean how many goals have we scored now over 30 i mean it's a plus 20 goal difference i think we've got still haven't we it's just never we just never had that have we before
0: no we haven't. I mean, just a couple of things. What you said, I think the you're right about the encouraging the players to come back. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Aray is here again next season. I think at the age of seventeen, dual contracts, I, I can see I could see her um, being with us again next year. Uh, yeah. Lexi, I think will go to a Premiership team on loan next season. From what I've been told by some of the people at the Chelsea group. Um, they kind of have a, a process where they'll loan to one like championship club this season, next season, they'll do it to like somewhere else, or they'll keep them there for a the season. They've got kind of a process. Um, yeah. so I could see Lexi, uh, going you know, because um, I could see her going to like a, oh, I don't know, uh, a Brighton or someone like that Dexter. do you know what I mean? Um, but you know, there's there's a, there's a lot. Of, I do worry. I don't know how it works these days with transfers and stuff in the women's game. But whether there's that possibility of could we lose someone in January? Um, you know, if you if you when you like, Bristol, you know, Bristol City needs someone, and uh, you know the, the clubs down at the bottom might need just something in to change it. I mean, I'd imagine they'll they'll look either to the other WSL clubs who are. Um, Looking to move on one or two, or they'll look abroad. But you know, is there that risk of, say, like Bristol City go? Well, you know, we need goals. Well, Hughesy's got seventeen goals this season. You know, let's put in a bid for it. Do you know what I mean? I, d- I do worry about that a little bit. Um, I don't know where that stands, but yeah, good point. Um, the yeah, uh, but we have we have scored thirty five goals, which is only two off of our highest ever total, I believe. Think, incredible, uh, or we've already beaten the total. I, I think, I think our highest total was like 36, 37. I think,
1: um, it's I mean, incredible, really. Isn't it? When you, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, um, I mean, we scored four away from home at Blackburn, six one at home, nine, nine one at nine. home. It's just three nil at Watford. I mean, it's just. We've just scored so many goals, haven't we? Even when we lost to Southampton, we scored three. Even when we lost to Charlton, we scored two. So the two games that we've lost, we've still scored five goals in, you know. Um, <laughs> it's just incredible. I I it.
0: I think, <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen anything like it. <coughs> I kind of want to, for me, I just want to, there's like one negative I just want to look at and then I'll kind of end, end on a positive point. Um, but the one thing for me, which is one of the things that if we do want to be serious about trying to push on for the title or the second half of the season if we've got to stop conceding silly goals, sloppy goals because that has been still our bugbear. We've said every year that you know we, we've always had one of the worst defences in the league. Um, I think the first year up it was the worst or, it was, or at best it was second worst and then every other season we were like the uh, but it's not only us and the, the two teams at the bottom. No matter where we were in the league, we had, we had the worst defenses. It's like a guarantee. Um, this year, we're not going to be like that. Uh, however, we are still conceding like like on Sunday. We're conceding those we're conceding some silly goals. You know, the the nine one Durham game should have been nine nil. It was an error for a goal. Um, we should have beaten Lewis in the cup. as an error for a goal. Um, the the reading at home was an error for the goal. Um You know, and there's, there's been a couple others as well. With we, we, some of the, some of the goals against against Southampton, the first three you could argue were all errors and poor decisions. And um the, the same against Charlton, there. You know, we are that's the one thing we are vulnerable to conceding the the goals, and if. You know, and it's it's costless against Reading, for example, because we, we then didn't go and do what we've done in other games, which is score for many it didn't matter. Um But we have we scored thirty-five, um but we've conceded fifteen. Now to put that into context, so it's the joint worst defence in the top six top five. So Birmingham and Charlton have both conceded ten. Sunderland have conceded nine, and ourselves and Southampton have conceded 15. However, when you consider that Southampton have lost five games and we've only lost two, the fact that we've conceded as many goals as them, you think, you know, that shows that we are, we've we've conceded sloppy goals when it's completely unnecessary. Uh, Then you've got Durham have conceded 20, they're in sixth, but Blackburn have conceded less than us. The seventh have only conceded 13. Been granted they've played a the game less, but you know, they've conceded less than us. Sheffield United, they're eighth, they've been down the bottom half of the table all season. They've only conceded one more than us, which is 16. Uh, Reading, a third from bottom, they've conceded the same amount of goals as us, they've conceded 15. I mean, even Lewis, who were in the bottom two and terrible, they've only conceded 18. So, when you, when you look at it, let me know, I not mean, have to do the trying to look up close and talk at the same time. Let me just work it out. We've got one, two, three, four. So only five teams have conceded more goals than us this season. Yeah. You know, I mean, we scored more than anyone else. The closest, you know, Birmingham were the closest to us with 23. So they still scored 12 goals less than us. Um, But only five teams have conceded more goals than we have. So that's one of those things where we just need to, to tighten things up a bit. When you consider last season, you know, we had seven clean sheets in the league. Um, And this season we have... one, I think. Um, Maybe two. Yeah, two. Watford. It might only be one. I know we've got two in the cup. Um, But, you know, we're not keeping those clean sheets. And, And in some games, it hasn't mattered... Because, say, you know, we, we were 9-0 up against Durham. I mean, it mattered in the sense of it's more than the 9-0. But we were 9-0 up against Durham. But, you know, but the, the, it didn't matter in the end against London City because we won 6-1. But uh, at the time, it made it one Um, You know, Lewis, we went 1-0 down against. You know, we went we went behind twice at Charl- three times at Charlton. Um, you know, we were, we were behind tw- uh, three times against Southampton um you know we were behind against reading so it's that's where we kind of need to just tweak things in the in a second look at how we could just stop giving you know as I say a lot of the time they, they they've been goals that have been avoidable that's that's been the frustration with it um you know um but they they have they have cost us points um so that's my one my one little negative thing to say is that we just yeah defensively still when it's nowhere near compared to what we were before um but you know it's it's still that little element there um that has probably kind of I say cost us a little bit points wise is it's just conceding those silly goals.
1: Yeah, I um, agree with that. I think some of the goals we've conceded have been really poor. Um, you know, we we've got better players than that. We shouldn't be conceding goals like that with the quality we've got in the team. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just like an error of judgment, like you say, a bad decision. Um, sometimes it's just um an a, a mis- just a genuine mistake. Um. Uh, it's just difficult to to put you. Uh, I mean, t- collectively as a team, we defend generally quite well. I think obviously we didn't do that for that goal against Reading, but generally we do. We we look quite solid, and that back four, um, uh, which has mainly been Fliss on the left, Kirsten on the right, and then Amy and Haley. They've looked really solid usually, but I think they're that have you know some of the some of the mistakes have been. Like individual, mainly individuals rather than collectively. Um, I think the goal against Reading was a collective. It was a number of errors all in one go, really, um, that, that led to Reading scoring. But most of the goals that we've conceded, it's been the odd mistake from someone. So the ball's given away on the edge of the box, you know, trying to pass it out, or the goalkeeper. You know, the winning goal at Charlton. I think um, Natalia will probably be the first to admit that she should have done better with that. So, um, you know, I think it's. I think collectively, generally, we've been good as a, diff, as, a as a unit. But, yeah, we need to just make sure... It's all about being making sure we just don't make those silly errors, really. Keep things as tight as we can. Um, we've got the players that... You know, the players... Are, uh, we've got exceptional players. We just... So it's really strange sometimes when, you, when, when we concede a goal that we just think, how did that happen? You know, because we've got players that are better than that. So, again, you know, it's just about making sure we just learn from the first half where we can of the season and take that forward. But... Um, I mean, we've we, it's not cost us so much because we've scored so many goals, but if we aren't scoring so many goals, those mistakes, if they continue, will be even more costly than they have been. We managed to get through that Lewis game, even though you know we didn't play very well in, for long spells, but we managed to get the goal, goals to win 3 2. Um, but we could have been 3 0 down in that game, you know, so because we didn't defend, we, we, we didn't look solid enough, but. Um, if the goals start drying up, which you know we can't guarantee we're going to keep scoring four or five goals every week, so we've got to make sure we just do better Hope at the back. So. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's, easy, so. it's a
0: psychological thing, isn't it? Because one of the things this season we've had that we've never had before is going behind doesn't isn't the end of the world. Like in previous seasons, we've said, and we have said we if we go the moment we go one 0 down our game's over, isn't it? We, we, we're not going to, you know, we'll either lose 1-0 or end up being a 3-0 jobby or a 3-1, you know. But this season, where we have been, you know, we've been so much better going forward, we score the goals, it hasn't been, you know, you, you kind of, for the first time, you stand on the terrace and you think, we'll get back into this, you know. Even at Southampton, when we hadn't started, where we went 1-0 down, and uh, I remember Russ saying to me, he went, we scored in every game this season, and then literally Amy got tucked it in about a minute later, you know. And and that's the thing, as you say, you know, the Charlton game was it, 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 the performance really wasn't good, but we got two goals. twice we got level in it. We so that this season because we've got that confidence going forward, it didn't work out on Sunday. But you know, psychologically this season it feels different. That the fact of it doesn't feel. We don't feel defeated and deflated the moment, you know, if we if we do concede a goal in that sense. So, um, you know, that psychological is real positive for us. So I suppose the flip side of it could be that sometimes if you're not keeping clean sheets, there's that little bit in your mindset where it becomes harder to keep them, if that makes any sense. Because, you know, as we said at the start of the season, we, you could have argued, really, we should, or I said, you know, the first four games, we should have had three clean sheets out of it. And we had none, if I remember rightly, um, because it was just silly goals. You know, the 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 reading's reading's goal was 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 an error. You know, the the, the nine nil cruise against Durham and it was an error. You know, so it's just it's little bits and pieces. Like when you start doing that, like we, you know, there's, there's that belief that if we go behind, we'll, we'll score a goal. We don't wait to score one; we can go and get two. We can go and get three. I think Sometimes, even if you just, you know. Subconsciously, sometimes if you, if you keep conceding a goal uh, in a game, so that you're just not getting clean sheets, you can creep into that. Mix. It's not always, but I, f- I think sometimes you see it a lot in in, in sports. We see it a lot with Palace, we see it a lot with, with the men's side of you know that same thing where you just keep you know doing that you know that that kind of thing. So I think sometimes maybe it's just if you have a run of clean sheets, if we start, you know, we come back in. um January, you know, and we, we can beat Blackburn without conceding. And then we could go to Kent twice in the space of a week and, you know, knock them out of the cup and beat them in the league. And you don't concede, you know, all of a sudden you've got three and sheets. So if that if that happens, you start off the, the second part of the season with that mentality of actually, do you know what, we're more solid now. And I just think sometimes it's, you know, I say not always, but I think sometimes it, it, it can work that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, it's all football is all about confidence. A lot of the time, isn't it? You know, when a goal scorer like Hughes is banging them in, she's so confident. You know, the ball in the box, she's, she feels that she's going to score. Whereas, you know, there's times where top players don't. They go eight games without a goal, and they can't score for the light, you know, love of God. And um, and it's all, a lot of it's just down to confidence. And then, um, so I think to clean sheets is very similar. I think the whole, you know, the whole of the. Of, of the team gets more confident about um, how you know if you if you if you if you're solid at the back like that. But I think, as I said before, I think we've defended as a unit really well, main, mainly this season. And it's just been the odd individual errors that's cost us um, uh, more than anything else. Um, so you know, it's it, sometimes it's hard to, to to sort of cater for those because everyone's human, you make mistakes. But I think um, you know, just making sure that we 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 try and minimise those as much as possible will really help and um i'm ho- hoping and praying that we can c- continue to score these goals that we've scored so far which has just been incredible to see i mean i've never seen anything like it half a season over 30 goals and um and and um Husey, i mean she's on course for over 25 goals isn't she i mean of she carries on like goals. yeah she's incredible and um yeah so um and f- like i said before you know i'm she's only 22 and she's um, technically brilliant. Um, and I mean, I watched her when she played, when she started against Germany for Wales. And i tell you what, you know, the, you put the ball up to her. She's got, it's really experienced German defenders. there. have been playing, you know, top qual- top international football for years. And she, she defended that ball and held that ball under pressure from them. Like she'd been doing it like for 40 years. It's incredible. And she's 22. And, so, you know, technically, Hughes is just so good. And I'm, that's my worry that she's, you know, she's definitely Super League level. Can we hold on to her? That's the thing. She keeps scoring those goals, that's the problem we've got. And I'll be devastated if we can't. But, you know, so I just think um, going into the second half of the season, yeah, if we can just tighten up and just stop those individual errors mainly, I think that have been happening very, you know, very occasionally, actually, because it's not, you know, we, we've defended mainly very well, but I just think that we just, uh, this, this, you've always got to look at what you can do better. Um, and that's in all forms of life, what you do, you know, how can you improve? How can you improve? You know? And um, so that's just something that I'm sure they're all looking at and, and seeing, you know, how can we become even better than we have been, which has been quite a remarkable first half of the season, really. Um so uh yeah it's 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 been great, I just um uh, the only other thing was um uh we just we still don't know when this Sheffield United game's gonna be, and I'm just wondering if it you know it could it be the Burnley game of ninety seven when we played and the men played Burnley, we had like it was like to win the league, you know could if it's right at the end of the season, that extra game it could be you know crucial, couldn't it um when we when we finally play them, but I don't know why a date hasn't been. Maybe they're waiting to see what the cup, uh, what happens in the FA Cup, and there might be a free weekend there. I'm not sure, but it'd be nice to have that game slotted in somewhere so we know.
0: Um, so I, we I get... reckon had had we not advanced to, you know, had we not got through to the fourth round, the, the two teams, it might have been played then. Or yeah. as you say, if we if neither of us progressed to the fifth round, uh, which we should, do, you know. Uh, we've got we've got a great draw um so you know I'd like to think we will but if we didn't then maybe then the weekend of the fourth round is when it would be yeah. good in um, so maybe they're just holding off for that
1: I do hope it's a weekend though mike because I do think we'll get we get bigger attendances and obviously you know more kids turn up and families and stuff i, I just think that i think if we can try if it's a Tuesday or Wednesday night i think the attendance is with, Evening games always going to be less because, especially if it's in, if, if it's d- during school term. So I just think um, I'm hoping that maybe they're waiting to see
0: if there's a free weekend somewhere, which will be great. I can't. I, think, I can't you know. imagine Sheffield will want to travel. I think they're still. I don't think they're fully full time, are they? So I can't imagine no. they would want to travel on a weeknight. To be no, with
1: you. I, I think you're right. So yeah, yeah, but um. Right.
0: Yeah, what, well, a, what a first half of the season, eh? Gosh. Yeah, and let me, <laughs> before I just say a quick positive thing, uh, just want to just remind everybody, I, I meant to do it earlier. Uh, if you were looking to uh, bid on one of the Match Award shirts from the Chatham game, that ended on the weekend. Um, and it made a hell of a lot more money than the, the last season's one against Sunderland did. Um, bids towards the end. I mean, I think I must have bid on about five different shirts when I believe and get one. Cause <laughs> people just kept bidding on everything. So... Um, yeah, so some of the shirts went for quite decent money. Uh, so that has ended. However, uh, our raffle is still going. So uh, the prize is a Palace shirt signed by the whole of the women's squad um, and two tickets for for that rearranged Sheffield United game whenever we know it's rearranged. Uh, it's £5 gets you five entries. Um, you can do more, you can do less. It's up to you. Uh, it is... Uh, the key thing with it is that all the proceeds go to the Maddy Foundation. Foundation, um, something that's even more important given the outcome of the inquiry yesterday, um, which I know several of us wholeheartedly think is disgusting. Uh, so it's a great cause. Um, so even if you, you don't want to enter the raffle, but you want to contribute towards the, the cause, then please do. Uh, I have the, the tweet is pinned uh, on my profile. So if you go on my profile on here, um, the tweet is pinned there with the link to if you want to to donate. If you do wish to be part of the raffle, please just message me to let me know that you've donated and then I can tell you your numbers and then likewise tell you if you've won later down the line. So please do that. Uh, as I say, it's, tweet, it's pinned out. I, I keep tweeting it out every now and then. I've held off now because it's the week of Christmas and I know we're all brassic. <laughs> uh trying to help <laughs> do his deliveries. So um I will start up again nagging everybody when we come to the new year. Um but yeah, please do. We've got to 170, 135 now, I think. So um the more we can get the better it'd be fantastic. And we will present that shirt to the winner of the raffle on at the game. Um as as they turn up, obviously. So uh to please go over to there. Um and just that with that said, then, so my, my final thing I want to kind of say the positivity positivity uh, is the fact of, for the first time, uh, we are going into January, and the treble is very much on. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, love it, I love it. We we yeah. we can win the league. You know, we're <laughs> only two points off of a game, in, off the top with a game in hand, so that's in our hands. Winner takes all between us and now Kent for a place in the quarterfinals of the County Cup. This is only the second time that we've, we've, we've got into January still in that competition, uh, effectively. Technically, because like, last year, I know the rearranged game against Charlton got played in January, but we were already out. Yeah. Um, so we're still alive in that. And we're in the FA Cup fourth round. So we, we yeah. are going into January and we're still in three competitions
1: the treble's on you know I, so the I, I treble can feel it.
0: the treble i'm, I'm can... ordering i'm ordering the open top <laughs> bus now the treble I can feel is it on in my
1: bones i think we're going to do it i think we are i think it's um can you imagine if we were to win something anything this season it'll just be like the best wouldn't it um Gosh, I can't even imagine what... I don't think... I think I'll be celebrating for a week afterwards. I don't well, think you'll be well, able to I, stop me.
0: I feel confident about the Conti Cup now because they've announced that the final's at Molyneux, so it's not at Selhurst. so we can win it. Whee! We've <laughs> got a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, if we get to the final, we've, we've actually got a chance because it's not going to be at Selhurst. yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, um, no, it's... Um, you know, it's just a great position to be in. You know, yes, there's bits and pieces so far that... Could be we feel could be better or this that and the other, but the reality is is we're fourth, we're two points off the top of the table. We've got game in hand; it's in our hands. We're still involved in it. We're scoring goals for fun. We've seen some great results so far, including absolutely hammering Dirty Durham, just amazing result, and stuffing Kent at last, uh, a, a result much overdue. Um, and you know, as I say, we are we've got a chance for the quarter final. We've got a great chance of the quarter final of the Continent Cup, which would be superb. And we're in the fourth round of the FA Cup with a tie that arguably gives us you know, a great opportunity of getting to the fifth round. So can you imagine that? Can you imagine if by the end of January, we're in the fifth round of the FA Cup, the quarterfinals of the County Cup, and top of the table if we won our games? It'd be amazing. i <laughs> <laughs> getting ahead of myself now, it but i just be. putting it out there. I'm just saying. We that, could know, be.
1: We could, that could easily happen, really, because, I mean, I, I, you know, we, are, we must be favourites to win that game against Blackburn. I think the London City game is going to be tough because, of course, it's away. But you know they're not pulling up any trees, are they? I mean, so I think um, there's a very good chance that we could be in both cups and top of the league come the end of Jan. You never know. It'd be amazing. You've you got
0: a quarter final at home.
1: That'd be great. Oh god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, quarter final at home to Chelsea or Arsenal. That'd be yeah, that would do me.
0: I wanted Brighton, but I don't think they or can Brighton, go. Brighton or Man United. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tony Man United No I uh, know
1: But um, uh, yeah no, That'd yeah. be amazing
0: So yeah So that, that that's Kind of what That's the, the Positive note I wanted to end on um, Brilliant Brilliant get, get the Huffline Get some t-shirts made The treble is on Oh Actually, God,
1: yeah, 20, that's you know. give me the idea now so, Yeah you shouldn't have done that um, well, But I need, yeah I need
0: you to make uh, The season ticket card wallets So <laughs> That's your That's your <laughs> task You've got, oh, you've got yeah. until you've got until the like the twenty eighth of uh, January to have them made. So
1: uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about that. That might just be pushing it too far. But I've got lots of scarves left. If anyone needs a scarf, and I've got loads of beanies as well. Can't put these start... in. I Phil. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm going to start bringing them to Sutton. So if anyone wants a palace women scarf or a palace women beanie limited edition lots of different uh different colors for the beanies as well i think there's four different uh colors you can choose from so um i'm going to start bringing those um to sutton um so they'll be behind the gold by the flags if anyone wants one just come over and see me um and you can have one they're 15 pounds each uh cost price no profit being made and um they're really good quality scarves because they're double-sided nice you know really nice so yeah Anyway, that's a bit of a plug for for the huffer line, but I think um, yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm, I'm going to extend that this season with any other with any other uh, merchandise. I think that's it now. I've got to sell this lot first to get some get some money back. It's cost me a fortune buying all these scarves. So yeah, uh... <laughs> they're they really yeah.
0: nice scarves as well. They're already mm. nice yeah. scarves. Yeah, I'll, I'll end up yeah. grabbing another one at some point I a imagine. Excellent. Um, but uh, right. Uh, so the next game, next time we will be in action is in the FA Cup at home to Blackburn on the four, Sunday the fourteenth of January at the VBS. It's on sale now, um, so please get your tickets, come join us, and let's roar us on to the next round of the cup. Hashtag the trouble is on. Um, we will pod before then. The we are on the 29th of December is our two year anniversary, so we will do something around that time. I don't know what yet, um, but we will we will pod around that time. Um, so with that said, all I can say, uh, as always, is uh, thanks to everybody. If you've listened in live, listening to the replay, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, thank you very much. I did put some f- f- figures out the other day on Twitter, um, Spotify did the wrap-up for the year um, and our numbers have gone up this year, which is fantastic, really, really appreciate uh, all of that. Um, you know, hopefully you continue to enjoy the pod and it's informative and entertaining and... Um, you know, we can continue to grow next year as we try to spread the word of our beloved palace. Um, so, all I say, is, yeah, thanks very much as always and uh, I hope everyone has a great Christmas um, including yourself, Phil. I hope Santa brings you everything uh, you asked for. I imagine comes through <laughs> the garden.
1: Oh, thank you. And, and to you and everyone listening as well, ha- have a great Christmas and, um, yeah, we'll we'll hopefully have something just after Christmas before the new year to mark that yeah. two-year anniversary, yeah. 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 We'll uh, I'll see what I can sort out. Um
0: right, uh well with that said, thanks very much, Phil. You have a great Christmas, mate.
1: Yeah, cheers, Mike. Thanks again.
0: No always a pleasure. Come on, you palace. <laughs>